All right, I'm going to call Amazon and see if they can give me some pointers on fly selection. Thank you for contacting Amazon. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. We're sorry about this. All right, now let's try Drift Outfitters Fly Shop in Toronto. Hey, Chris, it's Mitch from SoFly. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm just calling to ask about uh, some steelhead flies. Oh, yeah, what do you need to know? Drift Outfitters and Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto is your friendly, supportive, local shop that is far from being just a shop. It's our community fly fishing hub right here in Ontario, a province filled with opportunities to catch all kinds of different fish. And who best to ask about those opportunities, techniques, and appropriate gear choices than the awesome crew down at Drift Outfitters. Drift has been our go-to since they opened. They're packed with gear, flies, rods, clothing, and more to get you out on the water having fun. They're not a store, they're friends. Friends with all the best advice. So if you're just getting into fly fishing or have been doing it for decades, Drift Outfitters should be part of your life. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com or in-store at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto. Hello and welcome to another episode of SoFly. It is uh, the end of November, and we're back recording another episode. My name is Mitch, and we've got Yelma. Hello, everyone. We've got Alda. Hey, everybody. And uh, we've got a very special guest on the show today. Austin Campbell has been uh, passionate about fishing for, well, just about his entire life. He learned to fish for warm water species while in Atchison, Kansas on his family farm. In high school, he really got into fly fishing, spending time on rivers in the front range of Colorado. He took his passion to the East Coast while attending college at Penn State University. Uh, During his time there, he was part of the track and field team as a high jumper, but uh, he was still fly fishing at least three to four times a week, learning tactics from legends like George Daniels and Joe Humphrey. Currently, Austin's a fly fishing guide at Front Range Anglers located in Boulder, Colorado, guiding on tailwaters and freestone rivers of the state. He's also starting a nonprofit with others in the Denver area called Community Fly Fishing. Uh, the goal is creating opportunities for individuals who don't have equal access to the sport and the outdoors. Community Fly Fishing provides free 101 sessions, guided outings, river conservation work, and guided courses taught by those who equally reflect, reflect Denver uh, community dem- demographics. As Austin puts it, the outdoors are for all. Yes, they are indeed and today austin you are on SoFly. welcome to the show yeah no thanks for having me it's uh great to be here and great to meet you guys yeah great to meet you too stoked to chat today about uh your fly fishing life and and get a little bit more into denver we haven't really talked that much about like colorado in general mm-hmm. i mean a couple times but nothing like yeah. deep you know yeah what's yeah. i'm forgetting maybe i'm forgetting an episode i mean this is episode one no i mean we i I think like we when we had Eland on the show, yeah, yeah. true. We talked. We didn't really <laughs> talk. We talked more about you know his comedy and yeah. and, and everything. Less about the less place. so like Colorado yeah. and definitely not Denver. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, no, not not really. Well, it'll be cool to chat about that today, Austin. Of course, everything else. But first, like, where where are you calling in from? So you're you're in Denver, eh? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in uh, in, in Denver, Colorado. So just in the capital. Um, nice. You know, Probably takes you about 15 minutes or so to, to get to the mountains, which is really nice. So, you know, easy, easy commutes, getting places. And, uh, and yeah, you know, also do some fishing in, in the Denver area too, uh, doing the South Platte and, uh, and, you know, different lakes and ponds and stuff too. So it's, uh, 
It's a good time, for sure. 15 minutes to get to the mountains. I didn't know that. That's pretty wild. I probably <laughs> buy that. Amazing. It's probably it's like 30 minutes, minutes now. 30 minutes, yeah, the okay. traffic is horrible. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's, you know, that's not bad at all. It takes us like, you know, 40 <laughs> minutes to get to our trout river. And there's no mountains around yeah. us. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. It's an accessible place. Yeah, it's accessible. And, uh, you know, definitely just being in the front range, uh, you know, there's there's so many spots you can go to, which is super nice. And you know, you can go far in the mountains if you want, or uh, you know, just hit, hit small creeks and stuff like that around uh, around the Denver Golden area too. So it's yeah. uh, it's a good spot for sure, Sorry, man. Rad. So yeah. for those of people who don't know what the front range means, yes, people like me and me, <laughs> what is a, just about to what ask. is the front what is the front range? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the front range is just the it's kind of it is what it what it really says. So it's the uh, front range of the mountains. So um, when you're looking at, at Denver, it's actually set up really interesting. When you fly in, there's really nothing out there. Like you could pretty much just be in the middle of Kansas. Um, yeah. But you know, you keep looking west, and then you just basically see this huge just wall of mountains that just start going. Um, and that's the that's the Rockies. So, right. Um, so yeah. Right. It's kind of like kind of like Calgary, to be honest. Like I remember flying into Calgary expecting mountains, and right, like nothing. They're kind of like that, you know, off in the distance. Yeah. You know. Uh, sweet. So you're calling in from Denver. How's the fishing? Like, are you fishing right now? Is there fishing going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, there's fishing that goes on year round. Um, right. My favorite awesome. time to go out is actually the winter time. Um, it's really kind of my downtime too. But uh, less people fishing, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, the one thing I just compete with ski traffic. Right. Uh, so you know, if I can get out there in the week, man, that's the best. But. Uh, but yeah, right now, just a few other guide trips to kind of uh, fizzle out the season. And I'm actually heading down to Belize, man, uh, okay. two weeks and going to be down there for a while. So I'm going to be doing some, some saltwater stuff and hanging out with the family. So I'm looking forward to it. So, who, are you going, yeah. who are you going with? Uh, who are you going to meet in Belize? What are the guides' name? So I actually don't even have anybody set up yet for guides. And I've got some recommendations from folks I've and stuff. i got some do. i got a great reco, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, no, would love, man, please. Yeah, more info the better. <laughs> None of us have been to Belize, but Yoma's buddy from art school moved back home to Belize, paints oh, in Belize, and is a fly fishing guy. Yes. Oh, man, yeah. that's so fun. Love the dream. Be a blessing. I'm excited to go down there, and, you know, just my parents, they went last year and just fell in love with it, just the people, the culture, the food, music, just all of it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we were able to just get down there and get a couple weeks, and uh, it should be fun, just a nice little vacation for a little bit. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I can put you in touch with Ernest. Um, he he guides for, oh my God, Aldo. Tarpon K Lodge. Tarpon K. Yeah. Okay. Right. But um, he, in his like off season, like if he's not booked at the lodge, then he, correct me if I'm wrong, Yelma, but. No, he, you're right. He, he, he guides independently as well. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. I appreciate it. For okay. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll email you after the show. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So um, it might seem like a silly question, like, is there fishing there? Our fishing season's closed. Yeah. Aside from, like, three or four rivers, like uh, like Great Lakes tributaries, we don't get to fish all year round. So no, that's why we're always sure. like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> this time of year. Winter yeah. is your favorite. Wow. It's, 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 it's tailwater season. So, you know, you're, just, you're going to all those little tailwaters. They're still pulling out warm water and stuff from the – bottom of all those reservoirs and stuff so uh yeah. you know it's the teeny tiny game it gets it's fun you know you can kind of my setups right now it's like a worm or you know an egg or something like that to midges something really small but really something to get them to kind of attract look over and then you know nine times out of ten they're probably not going to eat the worms they're going to eat this right. <laughs> little zebra midge or something like that so that's cool. uh, yeah that's kind of what i've been doing right now which is fun but uh 
Yeah. And we actually, my brother and I went out and floated. We floated to Colorado actually, uh, mm. like last year, two weeks ago. Nice. Yeah. So that's still open, but it's low. It's super low right now though too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. still fun. Because it like that, like kind of like the Colorado, like it runs on runoff, I guess, right? Like it's low just because of that, or it's so it's interesting, man. Like if you if you fish it, um, you know, like we'll fish in an area where it's basically coming out of. There's a bunch of different reservoirs that are. I think there's like three or four of them in like the Upper Colorado area, and yeah. it's all just pouring out in the main kind of drainage of the Colorado River. Uh, and so you know you can you can keep floating on that for a while. Uh, but in the wintertime, though, once it starts getting cold, like you'll just see a bunch of ice chunks and stuff like that in the river. And so uh, mm-hmm. I still will, will fish the Colorado in the winter, but I just won't fish it in that kind of area. I'll go close to the tailwaters and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, That's it's cool. a good fishery. Well, sick, man. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, I mean, yeah, like all of a sudden, we're jealous of that kind of year-round trout, year-round trout fishing that you guys have down there. It's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to talk about, <clears throat> you know, obviously – community fly fishing and your guiding, but maybe first we just start with, you know, how you got into fly fishing. Like how did, how did fishing begin? You know, it's back in Kansas, right? Yeah. And back in Kansas and and really, it was like the first thing I like could remember really doing outside with my dad and, and brother and cousins and aunts and uncles, man, everybody was out there fishing, uh, you know, going to different ponds and stuff like that on the farm. And, catch catfish and have catfish fries and uh you know we were catching bluegill and crappie and bass and all this stuff it was such a good time and you know i was so young so that was such like a staple and kind of foundation for me in my outdoor um journey i guess um but we moved to colorado when i was in i think i was in second or first or second grade or something like that and uh we were up in the mountains and we just noticed some people were, they were still fishing, but they were using super long rods. And we we're like, man, like we got to figure that out. You know, it looks like a good time. It looks like they're effective because they're catching stuff and we're going to the same places with our conventional stuff and, you know, barely getting a bite. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we jumped in and we, uh, we're fortunate enough to get a guide, a guide trips. So we went out with the guide like once or twice or so. And, uh, from there, man, I just, I went to YouTube and just learned so much and, yeah. you know, we tried to read different books and, uh, really just go into fly shops and just talk to folks and just try to just figure out different information and just how to be successful in the sport. Um, but yeah, when I guess, yeah, when I was in high school, uh, yeah, was, yeah, when I was in high school and could kind of get my, I got my license and my brother got his license obviously before me, but that was when, you know, the game was changed. And so we could just drive wherever we wanted in Colorado. So, you know, we'd do, you know, go three and a half hours, you know, either camp out, sleep in a car or something like that and just fish and hang out and, uh, but, you know, really kind of getting into it as a, as a young kid was, it was really nice. You know, it was nice to get into it early. Um, and then, you know, through high school and even college too, going out to Penn State and doing some fly fishing out there, doing a lot of fly fishing out there and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, just learning from folks too, uh, which is the biggest thing, man. So, Did yeah, you that's kind of my Penn State because of university, like because of fishing? Oh, man. I really did. I, I had, yeah. I, had some, <laughs> I really did. I, it's so wrong. I kind of feel bad. I really don't feel bad. That's good. That's good. It's a good school. It's a good school. It's a good school. It's a good school. It's like incredible, like, you know, trout fishing there. It's like, yeah, it's probably oh, what yeah. you did. <laughs> no, it was hilarious, man. I, uh, I was going on all these little visits and stuff like that. Uh, 
So I went to like Mizzou and uh, like Nebraska and they were cool. They had some fishing and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, once I went out to state college, I was like, man, this is just a no brainer. There's fishing everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes from campus and you're on like the best, the best waters, you know, possible. So, you know, it's kind of a no brainer there. And actually on my visit, I think my track coach got me, um, I, I pretty much just went out and fished on my visit too with a couple of guys and I was catching fish and hanging out and I was like, man, I might as well come here. So nice. So yeah, that's kind of what happened. Did you find that it was people were like um, willing to teach you when you were starting to learn? They were, man. I, I would say they were. You know, there's still you still get those folks that are you know super secretive of spots, and you know, yeah. we all got spots that we don't want people to know. But um, you know, it's just giving people like an opportunity to just get the basics, and I think that's what people in my life you know were able to do for me, uh, which I really appreciated. You know, and then. I would kind of take something from one angler and then I would like listen to a podcast, pick this up from another angler and just sort of kind of, kind of put it all together and made my own style of it. That was, you know, that's effective and yeah. uh, enjoyable. So, yeah, so. Cool. Nice. Growing up in Kansas, warm water fishery primarily, right? Like that's kind of the, yeah. the deal. Moving to Colorado, man, I don't know, like my head would have split as a kid if I went from you know, a warm water fishery to like one of the best trout fisheries in the world. Uh, you know, like what was that like? Like when you first got to Colorado and just saw the opportunities there. It was so amazing. I think the one thing though, I, I didn't really know about like the trout game yeah. itself. I didn't know that there was so much insane, you know, salmonade water or whatever, right. like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, out there. But you know, cause first I was just, I was literally going to my buddy's neighborhood pond, um, you know, in one of the suburbs and of Colorado and stuff. And man, there was a bunch of snakes and stuff around the pond. And we'd run down there and we were just catching bluegill, man, on like little little dry flies. And it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, but then from there, man, like there was there was another spot that we went to on the front range and uh, we were like, all right, like we gotta figure out this trout game, you know, and really figure out what these fish are doing, how they're eating. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then yeah, I guess I think I caught my first trout on a it was like a little like parachute atoms or something nice. like that it was super small you know but classic that, that hooked me man i was like that dry flight i was like all right i gotta really really get into get this to, uh, <laughs> yeah it's a cool so, place to like get it like learn about you know trout on the fly colorado it's pretty yeah. sick you know although when i well i guess upstate new york although i was gonna say like we fish calabogie you know <laughs> but, yeah we we grew up in a warm water yeah. place yeah. part of the province and we didn't really trout fish either so yeah that must have yeah. been that's always like i, I I re- you know, I know I relate to that a lot when you're just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, oh my God. Yeah, Something cool. about it. But. Do you remember what your first fish on a fly rod was? Was it a trout? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a little bluegill. Like Same, a really okay, small. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bluegill. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's, that's a good first fish on a fly that rod. That is a good that's first fish. Yeah. 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 That's insane. There's so many of them in that pond too. Like you just look over there and there's like a hundred fish. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to eat the same bug that was just there. So fun. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah, those little ponds in like the suburbs and stuff, you know, like like stormwater ponds, like full of sunnies. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I remember doing that too when I was a kid. Like there was a pond in like my neighborhood that was the same deal. It had like bullhead and and like bluegill, oh. and I was like, we would just go down. Like people are like walking their dogs, like what the hell are you guys? And someone would dump their <laughs> goldfish in there too, and the goldfish like took off. Oh, and so we were yeah. like catching goldfish. Bizarre, but so fun, you know, like those times when you look back at it now, you're like, that's how those things start, you know, it's cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a laugh, man. But yeah, shout out to the drainage pond. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shout out to the drainage pond. <laughs> shout out to drainage ponds you know, everywhere. Origin stories for so many anglers. <laughs> probably <laughs> like yeah, probably a lot of origin stories for yeah, for a lot of people. I know That's like cool. Mario Taco Fly. That was his right. first fish. You know, yeah. Yeah. a lot of our first fish and yeah, That's drainage ponds, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Penn State um, graduated, came back to Colorado, and you're like, I just want to fish forever. So you became a guide. Is that kind of how it went down? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down. And actually, I can't. Wait, what, what did you study at yeah. Penn State? What did you, you say? What did you major in Penn State? Oh, uh, I did finance and op- entrepreneurship. Oh, oh nice. Right okay. On. So oh, there, yeah, that's Yeah, nice to get the finance degree and stuff. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting, though, actually. So when I graduated school, uh, so I graduated in 2020, and so like COVID hit, and my track season was over. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's done with that, but came back and then was just like so uncertain about what to do and stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously I started you know, applying for different guide jobs and stuff and um, was working up at Lincoln Hills Fly Fishing Club and it was a really good time. Uh, but I also needed something in the off season, uh, you know, because it's like, man, like it's expensive to live in Colorado. It's expensive to live in Denver. Uh, and so created a company with my mom and wife called Diverse Talent. So it's an executive search and placement firm. Oh, cool. Uh, so kind of in the off season and stuff, I really just run the finance for the firm and uh, oh, that's great. Kind of that so it's uh, you know it's a nice little nice little balance for sure, but that's you know, right. also kind of being able to help out the family business too. So yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's sick yeah. that you've yeah. able to strike kind of the perfect uh, yeah the perfect like living like balance during COVID yeah. too. Jeez, exactly. man, that's a lot yeah. of like that's got to be a stressful thing to start a business and oh yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, it's it's a good balance though, but you know. When the season gets rolling, man, it's it's so nice just to be outside. Though I really, really just love spending that time out there, and uh, and then also you know being able to go in, into the office and help out where I can. But uh, yeah, for sure, but it's a good time. Yeah, I love it. I love it for what, sure. Good months. What is like the kind of the season? Like when when can you expect to be on the water? Like post runoff. Yeah. Oh man. Or is there like I know so I yeah. fish Colorado early season pre runoff. Mm-hmm. So and that was pretty awesome. We did like the South Platte, which was Sick. and the frying pan. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, what is kind of like your season, if you will? Yeah, man. It's you know, and, and like I was saying earlier, you know, you can you can take it the whole year, which is really right. really nice. And, um, you know, I would say kind of for guiding and stuff. Um, you know, you do get a. I, I do a lot of trips and stuff like that in that kind of pre runoff. Um, you know, time kind of. You know. I guess that'd be uh, April. Yeah, about like April, like May kind of area. I'll do a couple trips uh, where people are kind of excited to get out because it's been so cold. Uh, yeah. But then runoff hits, um, which is kind of annoying, but you know, it slows down a little bit. But then after after that, like really in June, June, it just kind of takes off and you're really busy all the time. Um, you know, and I basically, I continue to have trips like pretty much until like Thanksgiving, uh, which is good. So I've been, it's been going. Um, my favorite time to fish is the fall and the winter and stuff. But, mm. uh, you know, I think for my clients and stuff I'm taking out, um, you know, the best time I would say is kind of the fall. Um, it's the summer, man. There's so many people out here, which gets tough. And mm-hmm. I guide up on, um, have, you, have you guys fished Deckers before? 
or no, no I've heard okay. it. I've heard about it. Like I've heard yeah. that about it. Man, yeah, it's just yeah. there's a lot of people, and so you get a lot of people that are driving in from different states. You know, they got their big camper and stuff, and people are tubing, and then you're, you know, I was guiding in that area. Um, you know, so it's kind of hard sometimes because you have this just hatch of tubers come down. Hatch of tubers. fish to come back out. Eat, but, we we um, have a river like that, um, and we're uh, we're definitely going to use the term hatch of tubers but it's an eraser man it's so it's so crazy like the fish will be like super finicky and they can be on like one certain bug yeah. uh or one little like midge or something and then the two batch comes through and then they're starting eating worms and like all this other stuff so it's super interesting right, man. Like oh, they kick interesting. everything up it just kicks everything up it's amazing oh damn like, it's, i it's never thought about that <laughs> It's a good point. You see two hatch so coming far. down, you'd like squirmy time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'll tell you, but but yeah, um, you know, I was also going to say too, like we've got a bunch of like springs, um, you know, like spring creeks yeah. uh, that I'll, I'll go and do a lot of uh, just kind of like self trips just by myself with friends and stuff like that during that that runoff time. Um, so we found some really cool ones that uh, you know you can fish and find a bunch of wild fish and stuff that have been in springs and stuff. So. That's fun too. Yeah, that's like, yeah, the spring creeks. Oh my god, those look those look awesome. Yeah, you know? yeah. for sure. There's some cool ones. Because don't those like doesn't spring creeks don't they like maintain their temp like their all year basically the same yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Like see. pretty much like same temp, and then I think just like consistent like water flow, which is great. Right. Uh, so you, you get man, all year. Yeah, literally all year. Like super so cool. cool. <laughs> so <laughs> sick. Like, can you imagine we had something like that here? It'd be insane. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know. State college isn't that far. Yeah, we're close to Pennsylvania. We're close to Pennsylvania for sure. Yeah, we got. Yeah, you know, three-hour drive. It's like, yeah, it's nothing. Oh it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, uh, okay, cool. So then, you started guiding, and then now you're with Front Range Anglers. Sorry, Front Range Anglers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So is that like a collective of guides, or is it a shop? So it's a shop. So pretty much in Colorado, uh, you've got to be under a shop that has the outfitter licenses and then um, obviously they're going to have all the permits and stuff like that. So uh, pretty much, you know, I'd say about like 90% of people are are really under those shops. Um, So yeah, full service shop. And then they do a lot of destination stuff in the, um, in the winter time, which is going to be cool. So I'm going to hopefully kind of get more into that and uh, hopefully we'll be able to like host some trips and stuff in the future. So kind of uh, in talks with them on that. So that should be fun. That's, that's cool. Great. That is like, yeah, because you know that was one of our questions. Because yeah, licenses. in Ontario there is no <clears throat> accreditation program. Like all three of us could just be like, we're guides now, <laughs> and, then we, and then you are. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of interesting learning about you know different the way different states or different places like you know like you can do it by yourself there right but you just have to get yeah, all the permits you can, you can do it you know it's it's like super expensive and then you've got the lottery system on like a lot of those rivers set up and then you know you get like subpar rivers that you can guide on like, yeah yeah so it's better to go through the shop I mean, then yeah because they've had all the permits like you know when i was um you know when i was at trouts and stuff like they had a bunch of different permits kind of all over the state which was nice because you know i drive anywhere which is awesome yeah. and they had float permits too and um front range anglers they've got most of the permits in the front range and up in the uh, rocky mountain national park and stuff so it's interesting how they kind of split it out though like all those shops and stuff so yeah um, you know it's been one thing that i've just been learning and stuff was, uh, do you find it competitive when you're out guiding with other guides Honestly, and man, I've fished in some tight quarters too, but um, I don't know, like, 
I almost just like try to even like stay away from like making it even competitive. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I'm like, man, this is be free. You know, this is my time to relax too. You know, like this is my client's time to relax. So, yeah. you know, if I can just make it as chill as possible and just you know also just have it you know be effective to where they're catching fish or you know if not catching fish just we're getting good looks and strikes and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. so does the shop provide you the guides the, sorry does the shop provide you uh the clients or are you like almost like your own self entre- like entrepreneur within their umbrella kind of thing yeah so like the, uh, so the shop they can give you they can give you trips um for, for me right now it's actually been kind of nice i've been able to kind of um you know gain my own clientele so i've got folks that just wanting to come out and fish with me and stuff uh, so i've just been able to book my own trips and um you know it's been it's been really easy uh, which has been really great so uh, you know just being able to have that kind of consistent yeah. folks that i'm taking out and just repeat customers and stuff like that but uh you know getting into it i did get a lot of a lot of trips and stuff like that from the shop and then just kind of built my own book of business if you will so that's so, yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. that's mm-hmm. wicked yeah um walking weight and floats or man i am trying to get into the float game i've been doing a lot of a lot, a lot of float and stuff like that um, and now just the one thing uh, you know, if I lived further in the mountains, I would definitely do it. It'd be so much easier to be a flow guide, um, just right. with the access. But, you know, for me, it's like, I got to drive two and a half hours, uh, to get up there. And so, you know, it's been kind of tough, but, um, you know, that's something that I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be working on here soon. Um, you know, just, just to be able to offer that. I think I, I've done a couple trips actually. It's hilarious. You can take people out in reservoirs, <laughs> which is crazy. But I, uh, I took some folks uh, to a couple of reservoirs and stuff in Colorado and we had a great time. It was a really good time, but, uh, you know, I'm looking, looking forward to getting on the, on those river, river floats too. What so. are you catching in the reservoirs? Like, are there just huge trout in those things? Just huge trout. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> huge trout. That's fun. Oh my God. It was one of the reservoirs that we go to. It's a shallow water reservoir. It's really interesting. It's like maybe 20 feet deep. Oh wow. Uh, so you can like, you can look down and you can see like in the vegetation on the bottom, you can see just like trails from the fish yeah. that are just kind of going around and around the reservoir. Uh, you know, all day. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, you know, it's a good, that's a good time, and I've really, really enjoyed that still water game. And, like the water is super clear too, right? Because reservoir would be for like, I guess they're trying to get like a certain type of rock or something out of there, right? So it's like really good. It's, it, it really, man, it's, uh, it's it's for the it's for Denver actually. It's for a lot of like Denver and like kind of surrounding cities water. Um, it's kind of interesting, but uh, but yeah, so it's you know super clear, super clean, uh, yeah. clean water too. So. Uh, so yeah, there's some really big trout in there. I've really enjoyed that. It's a good time. Sure. Still water fishing, yeah. Seeing fish down on the bottom. I mean, that sounds awesome to me. I don't see one. that's no problem there. <laughs> yeah, that that's sounds a problem wicked. That's Plus, fun. you know, like switching it up every once in a while is is yeah. pretty fun. You know, you do still water yeah. stuff. You do the stuff in the river. Maybe one day you add the boat to the repertoire and and floating. Floating is fun. But I am in my late thirties, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's nice know, to kind of sit I'm, back. And it's nice to it's nice to. Actually, I enjoy rowing. Like we 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 bought a raft this year, and it's nice. It I enjoy so, rowing. Yeah, it's, it's very so peaceful. Cool. Like it's almost an activity within, you know. Yeah. Although, oh, are you yeah. becoming think about becoming a guide or? No. Okay. No. no I don't think so. <laughs> no. But I, but I like rowing. I like rowing you guys around. It's, it's fun. I like when you're yeah. around, baby. You know, no problem <laughs> at all. It's a tough job guiding. I mean, it like, is. what do you like? What do you like about it, Austin? Like, what do you, what do you get out of guiding? What's fun for you? Yeah. Just the the ability to like spread the knowledge, uh, I think, is just so amazing. And then when it all clicks, I think that is just the best. That's the best thing ever. 
man, I took these, I took a group out from, uh, from Texas like a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, it was fun, man. They had never fished before. Um, but you know, they got out there and, you know, taught them how to cast and everything. And, um, they did so great, man. But like, there was one guy I could just tell, like it just clicked and he was so into it. Um, so it's like, it's those little moments that are like 15 seconds that I just live for. And it's just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, you know, sharing the, sharing the passion with people and, and them having actually reciprocate, you know, enjoyment. It's cool. Fun. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I dig that. What is, what is like a typical guide day for you? Like, how does it start? How do you, is there any tricks you like to do, like to suss people out? You know, like I'm sure there's guides listening right now that are like, yeah, what, what does this guy do? That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah. Like pre pump up ritual. It's like slapping yourself in the face. You're spending hours with someone, right? Like you're like, do you got to be like, okay, let's see who, what kind of person this is. You know, like what are the things you do? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, it's, you know, getting, getting trips and stuff from the shop. It's like always rolling dice. You know, you never, you never know yeah. who your clients can be, but you've always got to come in with just like a good attitude and just, totally. just be like, just being willing to hang out and just like teach somebody. But you yeah. know, it's, it's hard because sometimes not everybody wants to listen, man. You know, right, like right. you got the, the guy that's been out there like four times a year with the high, you know, most expensive rod and stuff. And, yeah. you know, he's just like not wanting to hear what you're saying when you're trying to catch these stocked fish, you know, yeah. I'm just like, hey, man, these are stocked fish, man. I'll tell you how to catch these fish right here. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, just being, being willing to just to be open and just to learn. And, um, you know, I think it's huge, yeah. but for me, really, man, I think my ritual is just, I got to have like a coffee in the morning and like a little bit of breakfast or something. Cause sometimes like, you know, I'll, I'll cook lunch for a lot of my clients. So I've got to grill and stuff. And so I'll make, make food. Um, but you know, it gets busy and stuff. So, you know, sometimes you don't have like time to just like eat and, yeah. uh, and yeah, kind of chill. Yeah. But yeah, just something to eat, man. I don't know. I eat all the time. Like people, <laughs> people you know, we know that I just eat all the time. Like Yoma, maybe you guys are related. I know yeah, you guys maybe. both have Campbell's the last name, you know, we, we, start man, this really know. <laughs> same last name. Same last yeah. name, like to eat all the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. It's funny oh. because, uh, no, I was going to say, it's funny because, you know, just thinking about, you know, Austin, you're saying stuff like, oh, you know, some people are willing, more willing to learn than others. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like, with guiding there sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's like this dichotomy of client or maybe client angler expectation or relationship where, Sometimes it's like there's this air of like depend you know some guides have this air where like oh, you better know your shit before you go out with you know this guide yeah but then cool. some you know and it's like is a guy like you know when when is a guide a guide and when's a guide an educator you know like what like or like what a point? legend that you have to like impress yeah it's like oh you better mm, yeah. you know you better get your shit together before you go hang out with Mitch or else he's gonna yell at you or something you know <laughs> and it's it. like I thought a guide was supposed you know, to be a guy supposed to be supposed to be you know in part an educator but maybe sometimes it's just a fish pointer outer I don't know what's your but uh, do you do you find you get more people needing that education or do you find you get more people that just want to be like you know what tell me where to put the line dude like like you know kind of thing i don't know yeah man i think 
I think it's a mix and it really comes down to kind of the experience of the angler too because I'll get a lot of folks that have never fished and we'll have a day like that is super fun yeah, um, yeah. but you know you're saying you know you got you know some of those guys are like you know guys that have been like you know I've been doing this for so long and uh, you know maybe they're like just not I don't know like not as open or just not as you know like maybe excited or something like that um but you know i think like all you can do is just like show up and just i don't know just like just be a good person number one i think that just, just comes down to being a good person being able to just connect with the folks that you're taking out and yeah, um, you know, it's a vacation for people man so it's like if i show up and i'm like you know in a bad mood or yeah. you know mad that you're like setting the hook you know in the raw or setting, setting the hook in the wrong way or something like that then yeah. you know that's like me ruining your vacation and you know if you're going to spend time and you know money to come out on the water it's like you know make the best day you can like just enjoy yourself and you know it's a better day than sitting in an office you're right it is kind of just like a personality thing right it is like, and I mean, you don't know what their clients are going through at that yeah. moment or why they're there you know right exactly exactly you never know you know and, yeah but yeah just being able to just like hang out like they could have it. saved years to do this trip with that's you. true too yeah you know and like that could be their one big you know something i i, I come from the food and beverage industry austin and something one of my when i was early on one of my managers said something to me that stuck with me it was like hey man you might yeah. serve 200 margaritas tonight but yeah. there might be one person you serve one margarita to that you know they've had the shittiest week on earth and they've saved up all week to, yeah, exactly. to have this be their one night out where they get to relax exactly. and I think that's yeah. really smart of you to say that Austin I think it's like yeah I need to like sit back and realize that you know maybe people have been planning this for years and they're really excited yeah it means yeah. something special to and them then, you know you know and then you show up and you get me and I'm like smoking a cigarette and spitting and being like <laughs> Matt, yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hospitality thing. You're right. It is yeah. like very much that. Yeah, that's man. Like Aldo, that's such a good like good reference because it is hospitality. Like that's really what you're doing. You know, it's yeah. just you're taking care of that individual all day and you know making sure that they are having a good time or just anything that they need. You know, you're running to go get it or um, you know. But that's that game and you know just yeah, just being able to just leave. Like when you leave, I think the parking lot and people are just like so stoked and just just so excited and you know or even just tired man i'm like yo you guys had a hell of a day like that's amazing that's, yeah. that's all you, so. do you have like a favorite memory that sticks out from guiding over the years like something that you're just like oh man this one client <laughs> you know um. <laughs> or maybe just like a moment where like maybe it's for somebody or something yeah. or maybe it's a novice client yeah i uh th yeah this was actually like so crazy i was uh we were like guiding up in this area um, at Lincoln Hills, and uh, you got to cross the water, but the the, rock, the rocks are pretty slippery, right? So, yeah. um, you know, and I told this guy, this guy was super into it. He's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta catch these fish, and I'm like, all right, man, like, <laughs> go do what you need to do. You know, I'll be on this side. Let me know if you need anything. And his brother and stuff was there too, but uh, so he crosses the water, and I will never forget. I just started like washing all this brown water, and mind you, we are on a headwater. Right. So okay. I just started seeing all this brown water start moving down and he's on the other side. And I was just like, well, I was looking over there. And I was like, man, like this guy's got to like come back. And, you know, I ran up to where he was. And I was just like, Hey man, like, you know, if you want to turn around, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. You know, this water's kind of going up, you know, I don't, not sure what's going on right now, but um, you know, if you could just cross back over and he's like, Oh man, you know, like, don't worry about it. Like, just give me like 10 minutes or so. And 
um, you know, I was just like, all right, like, you know, you're good. This is your trip, man. Like, this is, yeah. this is your way, man. So he stayed over there. But man, when he was crossing back over, I just remember seeing him slip and he just went under and I ran down there and just grabbed him and pulled him out. And I was just like, dude, that was just, oh, that was just so crazy. But you know, the water wasn't, it wasn't like super high or anything like that, but just watching him slip and stuff. I was just like, man, you just got to get up. You just got to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Stand Listen up. to your guy, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to, like, run with you, man. <laughs> I mean, that's but, a good. Uh, that like, must have been so stressful. You just start seeing the I water was, and start going up. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to come back. <laughs> like, please come back, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, dude, you know, if you, listen to your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come back tomorrow and do crazy stuff. Like, don't get me. Yeah, I don't want to like have to like yeah. save somebody. Jeez. No, like not right now, man. But, That's a whole yeah, other fine. listen to your guide that I can appreciate, though. Safety, listen to your guide. You know, it's like it's yeah. one thing about the fish, but like, man, if your guys like. Oh. Yeah, and I promise you, because we're on like this whole, we, we had a mile of private water. So I was just like, hey, man, like if you cross back, we can literally just go fish in another spot. Like, we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ton of good water. We don't like, have to fish right here. Don't no, have to do this. <laughs> but, you know, that, yeah, that was kind of crazy, but stressful moment, but, you know, it's good. It's Seriously? Good yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's a crazy job, man. So I mean, hats hats off to you guiding. I mean, I, I don't think I could ever do it. Can you imagine? I would be so grumpy all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we go home? I'm cold. <laughs> you would be, yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> nice, man. I love it. Uh, okay, community fly fishing. Why don't we talk about that now? Because that's a project that, like, what's, what's the deets behind community fly fishing? For sure, man. It's, I think it's probably like one of the most beautiful things ever. Um, so really what it is, um, it works both sides. So one, we do want to get new instructors um, that are from underrepresented communities. Uh, so we are kind of building this community on that side, you know, just folks that I didn't even know that were in our community that are fly fishing and spending time in the outdoors and such. And um, and then on the other side, uh, you know, really we are just, we're going to different nonprofits, uh, just different groups and organizations in the Denver area. Um, and really just extending this free invitation to learn how to fly fish that's taught by people that really kind of equally represent our community. Um, so, you know, yes, that does include white folks. It does include brown folks and it really does include whoever you are. Um, so really just being able to show up just genuine um, and just really as you are and uh, really come together and just learn how to fly fish. Uh, so it's been great, man. We partnered with the uh, Nature Conservancy uh, of Colorado. So they've got a spot. Uh, called Phantom Canyon. Uh, it's close to kind of the Wyoming, like Fort Collins kind of area up there. But, uh, you know, they've opened their, opened their doors to us, which has been amazing. So, uh, you know, we go out there and use their facilities, teach people how to fish. And wow. it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been really cool. And then we partner with different uh, other organizations like Rare Waters and they open their doors and we'll go use some of their properties that they're leasing out and such too. So, uh, so it's great. I've really, really enjoyed it. And it's been great to just see the kind of the whole, even just fly fishing community coming together and, uh, you know, just getting the materials and goods that we need uh, to be successful and to be outfitted for it too. So that's sick. Yeah. So, yeah, when, so wait, when did it start? Like when did you guys kick it off? Yeah. So we started actually really in 2020 and we, okay. uh, during that COVID time and really we were just going to different parks and uh, we were going to different parks and really areas where, you know, our community is. So, yeah. um, you know, we would go to Five Points, we go to Curtis Park over there, or we'd go to Montbello, um, you know, go to Green Valley Ranch and just, um, you know, just have these kind of free casting clinics just to teach people how to cast. And, um, you know, we would do fly tying and, you know, like knot tying and stuff like that, too. Um, COVID really yeah, set the tone. Really, 
Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I said COVID really set the tone for you. Yeah, really. Yeah, it really set the tone for it. Um, you know, just that time to just kind of come together and just slow down, um, which is cool. So, uh, you know, our biggest thing now is just, you know, it's been great having those experience in, uh, you know, in the parks and stuff in the Denver area. But now just getting folks out there and really into the mountains and further away just to have that opportunity. Um, so, you know, we'll provide, you know, carpools if, uh, if people need that too, just to get people out there. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's been great. It's been and awesome. the reception has been like, pretty good like you notice like more and more like the community kind of growing and oh it's been growing yeah i think uh we just put our numbers together we did like 213 people like over the last uh over the last year actually until wow. the last uh, event in november which is great so it's growing man <laughs> it's really yeah. cool so That's really cool. Um, yeah and, you know in the uh in the off season and stuff too we'll do different fly time events um, at different fly shops or uh, just different locations in, in the denver area too so uh, you know, we're always doing something and uh, just wanting to bring people together. So, yeah. so yeah. that's sick. What, like, why did you want to, so you're one of the founders of that, right? Like, yes, yeah, so it was, um, it's really uh, me and my brother kind of came together and we had this idea and I, this probably answer your question, but, uh, you know, we were just sitting in the kitchen this one day and we were like, man, like it would just be so nice to be able to just see other people like us, like out on the right. river and also just being able to have a platform, uh, you know, for people like us to really just have an opportunity to start because it's an access issue. That's what it comes down to, man. It's, it's expensive getting the mountains, you know, you, you know, not everybody has the ability to take off time of work and, uh, yeah. you know, things along that nature. So if we can just do something to provide, um, you know, some sort of small, small, uh, you know, kind of a lot of wrench in the, in the equation, just to allow people to have an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, that's really what we're trying to do. So that's it. Yeah, it's super cool. It's like, a, I think we've talked about this before, just the idea of like social media, like in a way, like it's so good. It's so great because you can do this type of stuff, like connect community and give people like access, you know, like totally like this type of stuff never existed when we were all kids. Right. Like it was sort of nope. just like, <laughs> it's why we're fishing goldfish in ponds, you know, like <laughs> it's cool. It's cool that, that you know, that you guys are doing that and you're seeing like community respond to it. For sure. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing too, man. I was at the, uh, I went to the Orvis store the other day actually, and was grabbing some stuff and saw one of the ladies that, uh, went to our, I think one of like the first events that we had at, at Phantom Canyon, uh, but she was in there buying waiters, man. Oh, cool. And I was just like, damn, like what a win. That is yeah. just so yeah. crazy. Like what a win. You yeah. Know? That's so, a huge, that's a huge win. Yeah, that's a commitment yeah. too. You know, yeah. like if they're buying waiters, it's like, oh, they're, yeah, they're into it. <laughs> that's, and so, and so the thing, the thing of it is now too, it's like, okay, we can offer this super you know amazing experience um but what's next uh right and so you know for our sponsors and stuff we've kind of been working with them to just offer more uh, you know even just discount codes that we can give folks uh you know to have that opportunity to buy a pair of waiters that you know couldn't afford it or uh you know even a fly rod and stuff like that so um so yeah that's that's been really cool and just something that we're that we're working on now too so yeah oh, that's awesome yeah that's cool. really really fun I love yeah, that. community projects, you know, it's always, it's always nice to like, see, you know, yeah. other people like, like-minded people or, you know, people like people, like you said, people like you that, you know, are in the community and you can come together and, and kind of connect. I think it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Like why, why is that important? Like, what do you think makes that, you know, like, what is that? What's special about that? Man. That Good question, connect? buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so. just, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I really think the whole, the whole just, the whole ability to have somebody have that opportunity that, you know, maybe even just hasn't been to the mountains, 
um, just to like, you know, for me, it's like, you know, if they like it, that's great. But if they don't, you know, at least you one tried it and were able to get out. Um, so I think it's just, it's important, you know, it's an important thing, you know, just even thinking like mental health too, just, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's why, you know, it's, it's big to have that, just being able to go do something different, you know, get away from your phone or, you know, just the hustle and bustle every day, man, like just go connect with, with the outdoors. And, uh, isn't it good to see, I saw something on, uh, online, I don't know if it's real or not, but it was like your brain is like, your brain needs to see water or something like that. It like does something. But, you know, that's kind of cool. I'm like, that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely something I'm getting. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. There is. Yeah, You're right. There is. It's like something like innate, you know, in our minds that yeah. like we need to be. That's why we like, I guess why we like we settle on. Well, maybe there's resourceful reasons for that, too. But like, I don't know, like we're always anytime I go to like a lake, I'm like, wow. And you're right. It totally does like restore your spirit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just restoring spirit, and you know, it's just, just yeah, that ability just to chill. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. and floating. When we were talking about that earlier, that is just such a peaceful day. Like, I love that, man. If every day I could just go out and just float and just be on the river, not even like I, would, I, would, I don't even have to fish, man. Just to hang out and just, you yeah. know, just be out. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. I love so, it. We're looking at the ocean, walking a flat. Anybody? Belize? Oh, yeah. Hello. Belize. <laughs> Belize time. Yeah, put some shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, man. Belize. How many uh, how many events do you try or like ideally in your head, like with community fly fishing, like monthly yeah. let's say, like how many events would you like to see running like, you know, community fly fishing running a a, a year? For sure. Year per yes. month or whatever, like is there a goal? That doesn't have to be, but just curious, really. No, we're, um, so over the past year, we did um, we did about one to two two events per month. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit more busy in the winter in the winter time as we, you know, get outside and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, it's about one to two a month. I think I think we ended up doing about fourteen this last year. So, okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good frequency. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It, it, it gets a lot. You know, it's a lot of coordinating and stuff, but, uh, That's great. you know, it's, it's so damn worth it, man. It's, it's so fun. Just, it's a good time, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, like, cool once you when you realize, once you start reaching out to, like, other people, you know, other businesses or parks, like you say, and they're just like, yeah, come, like, you know, it's like, it's sick that, like, you know, these types of projects, like, give, their people are just open to, like, giving access and stuff, you know, like. It's cool that reception's been positive in that sense too, you know, from a support standpoint. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, you know, really, man, we, uh, we we got funded by by Patty Young. Yeah, I kind of pitched the so idea, cool. that, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, and that was really, that's really kind of what was able to push it even further so we can really kind of get out there, you know, and go further into the outdoors. Um, but it was just awesome to see that, you know, because you're always seeing, you know, different companies saying or just, you know, pushing like the DEI or kind of community yeah. Yeah, like agenda. But, you know, it's cool to see the ones that really just kind of back it up and, uh, you know, they're there for you and they're they're down to, you know, support and help out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it's amazing. Like Orbis, you know, they donated a bunch of rods to us and uh, Uncle Feather Merchants, man. Every single event that we have on the water, they, they give us flies and tippet and leaders, um, you know, for that. So it's uh, it's beautiful, man. And even, you know, Fish Pond gave us nets and um, it's been awesome just kind of putting it all together. And uh, right now we're kind of doing this, uh, you know, fundraising thing for Colorado Gives Day, really to, to get waiters, uh, since that's kind of like the last thing that we need. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and then we'll, we'll be pretty much like fully, fully outfitted. So it's yeah. pretty sick. Pretty cool. But you know, it was amazing too. I'm sorry. Um, even, you know, when we, uh, you know, with us not even having waiters right now, and we would reach out to fly shops and they would just be like, Hey, you know, here's, here's, you know, four or five pairs that we've got right now. You know, we go to other fly shops, grab, you know, pairs too. And, you know, we were able to kind of put it all together, but it was cool to see them kind of, you know, support it too. And that's uh, sick. You know, we really care about the mission. So it's, it's really cool. Does front rage uh, help out when they, where they can as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 they do. They've, uh, they've been giving us all the waiters uh, right now. Since I work there, you know, I can just go in and scoop yeah. everything up. <laughs> uh, shout out to Front Range, Front Range Anglers. Yeah, yeah, Front Range and um, oh gosh, Rocky Mountain Anglers too during the summer. Man, they were mm. they were huge on getting us stuff. Man, so it's really oh. awesome. It's, it's real cool. Yeah. It's real cool. That's great. I love That's the positive good. reactions and um, yeah. um, help from everyone. Yeah, it's good. Are you finding with community fly fishing, are you finding, have you found anybody that like, you know, didn't know the sport, but now they right. do and are oh, they like man. totally like gone Into insane it. for fly fishing? Are they totally ate us? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we've got a, we've got a, we've got probably, we've got a bunch of folks that, and they'll just reach out for more information too. They're just like, Hey, you know, like I was really, I had a lot of fun at this event, you know, what can I do next? And so I'm always just sending them different information and, you know, having awesome. them connecting with the instructors and stuff, man, like you can tell people get the bug and, and it's crazy. And, you know, I think, um, you know, right now, one thing that we actually did, we had one, um, you know, gentleman go through the program and. Uh, you know, he went to an on-water instructional day, so he learned kind of the basics and went out there, fished, and, um, and you know, really kind of hung it with us, I don't know, for the full year. And uh, now he's going to be an instructor, which is cool. So that's like another really cool kind of kind of win. And, you know, if he ever wants to go and try to guide or something like that, at least, you know, he can go to the guide service or, you know, outfitter lodge with, you know, some sort of experience on a resume. So it's uh, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool being able to provide that. So. Super cool. Introduce yeah. someone to fly fishing and it like turns into something you know it's like yeah man it's cool more stewards that's for sure yeah yeah for sure more stewards love it um okay awesome we do uh, a segment in the show called mitchie's fish five where it's uh, five questions we ask every guest we've had on the podcast same five questions um nothing unique about how you have to answer them you can take your times on a buzzer beat or anything but uh, i'm gonna ask you these five questions now the first one uh, is what is your favorite fish and why? If you had to pick a fave fish, what would it be? Oh man, I'd probably say brook trout. I love what? catching brook trout. Yeah, or even just like finding like a nice brook trout stream and they're just all in there and we're so pretty, man. It's a beautiful fish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they really are something special. I like. And the brook yeah. trout fishing in Colorado is like pretty pretty solid, eh? amazing man it's yeah. it's so good there's some there's some really cool spots that you can get way up in the hills and um, you know it's yeah it's it's amazing out here for sure and even in pennsylvania too it's some great brook trout you know little streams and stuff too so yeah yeah, yeah it's cool brickies are, brickies are so sick man <laughs> where they live you know it's like they're, they're it's like browns are cool rainbows are cool but like brookies i don't know there's something very there yeah. are native fish serious about them that's true it's true up here there are native yeah. fish oh it's cool Huh. They're like, yeah. yeah, I feel like they're still like feisty, you know, they're like, they're willing to, yeah. they're willing to fight and maybe it's six inches, but it's willing to fight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's yeah. so much that's cool. Like they'll take streamers, they'll take, they'll oh. take streamers, they'll eat mice, they'll take dries, yeah. they'll take hoppers, they'll take nymphs. It's like, okay. <laughs> they can be small, yeah. they can be huge. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Rookies are great. Uh, number two is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, assuming it's like the best 
fishing you'll ever have in your life? Where would you go and why? Oh man, I would probably go back down to, I would go back down to Baja um, and go for rooster fish. Uh, that's a blast, man. I, oh my gosh. I didn't even get to go to, you know, like Mag Bay and all those crazy places, but uh, yeah. it's so fun. Like that is just such a blast. Being able to just be on the beach, got the mountains right there too. It's still super pretty. And yeah, yeah. Just rooster fish oh, on the man. beach. That'd be great. That's fun. Yeah. That'd be sick. So you did it. You've done it before. When when did you go? Dude, I did. I did. I did. Man, I uh, I was doing it for a project with a, with a few buddies. Actually, it was with Elon. Uh, he's got a whole video of this whole thing. Of we were we were on the beach and we were kind of done shooting for the day. We, we didn't catch anything. We didn't catch any any roosters or anything like that. And we were just messing around. And I was just casting out. And he filmed the whole thing. It was hilarious. And I'm stripping in, stripping in, and then just boom, I caught this like little little rooster fish, <laughs> which was so fun. It was cool. I guess, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was in January, you know, so it really wasn't in season and stuff, but it was a blast. I'm like, man, I got to go back down there and do that. Oh, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, dude, that looks like the craziest thing, you know, like fishing the beach for, and roosters are so cool looking. <laughs> like, they're such a unique fish. Mitch is you know, Mitch's like, bucket list. Yeah, nothing looks like a rooster, like that dorsal fin, or fins, I should say, you know? Yeah. It's It's wild. Yeah, that's super fun. I'm glad you were able to get one, too. Like, is it it tricky fishing roosters? I guess, like you said, that time of year, it wasn't really, like, the time. Like, you're just, you're kind of just looking for that, man, and I was listening, I was trying to find so much information. So I was listening to podcasts, you know, YouTube. Um, But the biggest thing was just kind of looking for the bait balls. Um, so like right where that rake is, and then you, you you'd actually start seeing them just like come really quick, and then you just start running out there and just start casting as like far as you can, um, yeah. you start stripping them in. Um, but you know it was, it was a really good time, and one of our buddies that was actually down there, he had like a big like surf rod too, and so he was just like launching that thing out there to try to bring some in that were even further out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a blast, man. That was that's probably that's awesome. right there. Do you have it on your Instagram? But, yeah, I'm trying so to find sick. the video. <laughs> Um, or on my Instagram. It was. I took it down because yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's up there somewhere, right? Like, is it? Yeah, Elon, it's on, send it to us. Yeah. Elon's send it on the to show. Us, Elon. Yeah. Elon, I see this. Send us. A- but no, man. On that same trip, that was so fun. We uh, yeah, we actually we did tuna down there, and then we also did oh, uh, did marlin. I didn't land one, but that was a lot of fun too. Um, oh man. But yeah, I, I love the salt game. It's yeah. I love trout, but love the salt game. That's a blast. Yeah. It's just such an adventure. It's the you best. Like, it's the best. No offense to all the trout in the world. No, no. It's, it's like so hunting. Cool. Like you're going hunting yes, and stuff. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Just big. Yeah. Everything's bigger. Yeah. You know, like yeah. feeling and warmer. Yeah. I mean, marlin. You know, like marlin in the ocean. It's like that's not fishing. That's like a mission. You know. Yeah. It's a fishing like, mission. It's a fishing mission. Deep that's water and like big fish. Like it's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, I can. I can dig that. That's a good place to go. Um, okay. Number three is what is your best or favorite fishing memory? One of your best fishing memories of all time. Oh, man. That's one that comes to mind. Oh, here we go. I'd probably say, um, I think I was like six years old and I went fishing with my dad for like one of the first time. No, it wasn't the first time. We went fishing yeah. over and um, I like, I put the rod behind my head and then just like threw it forward and just like the whole hook just like hooked into his neck. 
And it was just so I've never been yelled at so much, but <laughs> <laughs> that just will stay. It's just in my in my mind, man. Oh my god, I always think about that. But uh, you know, he was good. But yeah, that, that kind of started my whole fly fishing. <laughs> that was, was, that, was it a fly? Was <laughs> no, it was a fly. That was that was conventional. So I was like, <laughs> man. Like, I learned how to fly fish now. <laughs> was it a treble hook? Oh, man. Yeah, it actually was a treble oh, hook. So we were going for like, there was corn on it and stuff, man. I saw it. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> dude. I love that. That's a great, like, yeah, like father-son fishing moment. We've heard some some of those stories in the past. It's always so like, ah, uh, you know, we caught fish and like the, the sun was nice. It was just perfect. You know, yours is like, I hooked him in the neck and he was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It's, it's, it's got plenty of real estate in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick, man. Lives rent-free, um, as they say. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay, number four is why do you fly fish? What do you get out of fly fishing? Keep mm-hmm. you going back. Yeah. I'd probably say just the, it's it's a time to relax, man. It's, it's a time to just unwind and just the connection with the nature and just being outside. I love just, I love being in the moment. I love being in the moment and like whatever you're doing, you know, with that adjustment to your cast or presentation of the fly matters so much um, because you're in that moment, you know, it's, it's so cool. So, so yeah, I think, yeah, just being present. It does really bring you into the moment. Like it's hard to, when you see a rising fish, you know, think of anything else, you know? Right. You're just staring at it. You're like, oh my God, I miss you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta catch that thing. God, I gotta catch it. Freak out, man. Love it. Uh, okay, number five, Mitchie's Fishies Five is what fly pattern represents you best and why? If you were a fly, what would you be? That's a great question. And take a minute, you know, it's, it's all good. And it's kind of a weird one. Oh, man. We've heard a lot. Yeah, we gotta make that book. We gotta make oh, that book. We gotta make that book. We think we're gonna turn it into a book. Oh, we're totally. That's cool. That'd be a cool. Book. You know, a lot of woolly buggers. A lot of woolly buggers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like get the question like in the second. You got, you know, <laughs> ah, woolly bugger, I guess. You know. <laughs> Man, I, I'd probably say a waltz worm. Oh, nice. that's a first. Yeah, I'd say a waltz. <laughs> why? Why? Why that fly? A waltz worm. I don't Great. know, man. Um, you know, I feel like it can be like effective in different situations, uh, and yeah. really, honestly, in, in kind of any any situation that it's you know presented in, since it's such like a random, you know, weird looking thing that looks like yeah. nothing, but it looks like everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I'd probably say a waltz worm. Uh, I don't even know. Probably just because like too, uh, like the rabbit like hair or whatever yeah. I like how it just kind of like is in motion like in the water and so I think that's yeah. just kind of going with the vibe and I'd say like I just yeah. kind of go with the vibe and just figure it out but, I like yeah. that that's nice man smooth that's a smooth good answer is a little bit of rough that's a good answer that's a great answer yeah. cool. you know we get a lot of like I don't know woolly bugger because I like them it's like right on <laughs> podcast over no offense to anybody that said yeah, no, no, Willie Bucker's great. No, your answer's awesome. But Waltz Worm, I love that. That's an awesome fly. Waltz Worm, baby. That's the first time we've heard Waltz Worm, I believe, as well. So there you go. I love it. Well, Austin, that's the show, man. I mean, you know, Every t- first sorry, of all, thanks for coming on. I, I was, I was yeah, good. Yeah, Every time you say Austin, I'm like, is he saying awesome or Austin? <laughs> uh, awesome. 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 Yeah, it's true. Maybe I do need to. Austin. 
very very nice for you to come on the show it was great to obviously chat about you know your fishing life and and hear a little bit more about colorado and yeah yeah we got to do another show just about Baja, maybe. Maybe we should go to Baja and do a podcast. Let's all go to Baja. Yeah, I would love to go to Baja. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah, cool. Give me, give me on that trip. Let's yeah, do it. for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, super appreciate it. I mean, now's the time to like plug stuff you got going on. Where can people find you to book you for a guide a day? How can people get involved in community fly fishing? For uh, sure. All the plugs. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, you know, community fly fishing, um, you know, go to our website, www.communityflyfishing.com. You know, super easy there. Um, you know, we're also on Instagram too. Um, and then for myself, I'm on Instagram as well. It's just Campbell Fly Fishing. Um, and then, yeah, just trips and all that stuff too. You know, you can message me through Instagram or, um, you know, call Front Range Anglers too. They've got uh, they've got everything that, that you need to, to get set up. So I, uh, I appreciate the, appreciate the opportunity, man. It's fun. Like you guys are, you guys yeah. are awesome, man. And it's had some like badass people on the show, so I appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity. Of course, man. Yeah, no, it was great to chat, and and you know, like we we'd love to get together one day and fish. Maybe we can make our way down to Colorado and uh, and hit the water together. Or hey, if you're up here, you know, we'll go oh, fish yeah. bass or something. Yeah. You know? Well, oh, I yeah. mean, we're might be in Denver for the fly fishing show, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. In what January is that January? Is that, That's January. 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 That's so, coming up, man. Let me know for sure, please. Would love to. Love to get out with you guys for sure. Yeah. 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 And then we could uh, we could go we could go hang out, or we could do stay like an extra day or something. Or something. Yeah, that'd that's be sick. That's cool. Let's do it. That'd be rad. Uh, but yeah, man. Great to meet you. Yeah. Thanks and for the thanks kind words, for Austin. The show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. For sure. Thanks, man. Cheers. Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. You know, Chums, the company that makes those can't-live-without-em straps that keep your sunglasses on your melon. Believe it or not, Chums has been around for 40 years, making top-notch outdoor accessories for all the guides, river rats, and weekend warriors out there. Chums got their start in southern Utah back in 1983, when a guide on the Colorado River invented their now-famous original cotton eyewear retainer. Chums still makes many of its products in Utah, and everything they produce is designed to help you hang on to the gear you value most. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products, including wallets, roll-top dry bags, waste packs, dry sacks for your phone, and of course, glasses, retainers, and all kinds of wicked styles. Every time we hit the water, Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing gear, which means we never have to worry about our sunglasses or phones sinking to the murky depths of the waters we love to fish. Head to chums.com to check out their full lineup of outdoor accessories that's chums.com well there we go it's another episode there uh recorded with uh one and only austin campbell um well thanks for coming on the show there my friend and uh how's it going you guys <laughs> it's pretty good i you mean tired? we're good yeah yeah fucking exhausted <laughs> Jesus we're Christ. good but why are you so tired mitch got back from japan you got what i just got back from japan <laughs> and the jet lag is real i, I guess, you got back from japan yeah i thought i would be able to just curve jet lag but um i guess the human body is the human body you know and it's not really a mind over matter thing it's just uh, what time is it in japan right now i think it's like nine o'clock or something in the morning in the morning for tomorrow yeah it's whoa, uh it's whoa, 11 whoa, 20 whoa, tomorrow whoa. you know whoa, and it's whoa, 19 whoa, here whoa, so whoa. yeah let's just say i'm a little bit zonked <laughs> yeah well, but, you don't um, look it, buddy. You look young as ever and sprightly. Let me see that tattoo there, bud. That is a beautiful tattoo. 
So Mitch right. got a tattoo. Like uh, obviously, if I'll you're not up. watching on YouTube, it's uh, some some lovely flowers. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> nice add to the tattoo collection. I'm glad that I was able to do it, you know, because you never know. Some places are busy. And it was a cool shop, Three Tides. Shout out to Three Tides in Osaka. Um, right on. Man. But you didn't, not only did you get tattooed, you went fishing. I did, yeah. And shout out to Captain Yoshi. Took me out on his boat on in Tokyo Bay to fish Suzuki's Japanese sea bass. Real dumb question. Is Tokyo Bay in Tokyo? It is. Okay. But I guess we were <laughs> technically out of Yokohama, which is like just below Tokyo. But um, what was that like? It was crazy. How'd you find Captain yeah, Yo favorite, Yoshi? Favorite yeah, cars. Captain Yoshi. I found him through, shout out to a friend of ours who lived in Tokyo for a while, or Kyoto for a while, John Clip. Oh, yeah. oh that of, makes sense. Of Affinity Fish fame, of course. Of Affinity Fish here in Toronto. And he's like, why don't you hit up this place, troutandking.com. And it's like a fishing guide service in Japan. And so I did. And, and I was like, what kind of fishing can I do this time of year? I was looking at their site and... Like, Japan's got lots of wicked fishing, like trout, and then, like, bass, and then there's, like, taimen in the north, which would be sick. I would go back for taimen for sure. Taimen, taimen? I'd go back for sure for I that. that like, they're huge, dude, and you swing for them in, like, the rivers, like, north of Sapporo yeah. and shit. It's like, that's pretty cool. And then really south, they've got wicked flats fishing for, like, bones and stuff. Because um, once you get closer to, like, you know, Taiwan, it's, mm -hmm. like, that kind of warm water flats fishing so i'm like damn japan's fishery is is awesome and then this they've you know they offer this japanese sea bass fishing this time of year it's like really good and so they offer that and i was like well i'm gonna try that because it's something really different that i've never done and um yeah it's best at night um so it's like they really are apprehensive to light so like i started at like 2 33 um mm -hmm. and the sun went down around 4 30 so it got dark fast and we started fishing. We, so we leave these mm. ports, you know, like, first of all, I take like an hour long train ride to get here and I get lost and I get on the wrong train and shit. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then I end up at the station where he said to meet up and I have no idea who this guy is, how to like, be like, I'm the fishing guy. Cause I'm just in like normal clothes. I didn't bring any fishing gear. <laughs> so yeah, we meet up eventually and he's like, Hey, you know, yeah. He's like, I don't speak English. I was like, I totally cool. I don't speak Japanese, so it's like this could be kind of a fun thing where we can just fully experience the joy of fly fishing together through just like moments versus words, you know? Because we couldn't <laughs> speak, you know. We it's cool when you're in Japan, like you use Translate app for pretty much everything, right? So you're like, you're just like wait, and they're like, oh yeah, and, you know, like you talk through that, which is fucking sick. That tech allows you to do that, you know. Actually, one cool thing is too, they have this device. Some people like some like people like shop owners and stuff they have a device that just speak into it and they go like that and it translates it perfectly it's fucking crazy technology That's man cool. like it completely unlocks and he's called like, google no it was it was like a <laughs> it was like a dedicated machine you know for oh, it but yeah google oh that's super rad google does no no I, i'm just i'm being facetious obviously but that's cool but yeah so we get into the port we get on his boat and then we just it's just crazy like industry you know like on the shores of tokyo obviously it's just like it's just a huge port on the Pacific. So it's like, obviously they get a ton of stuff coming in and out. So it's just, it's just endless industry, you know, buildings around the, the, the ports. Um, so it takes a while to get out onto the bay and then, and you're out there and it's just huge freighters and tankers and ships kind of just sitting there. And I know that the, the, the videos you sent us, the pictures were yeah. wild that I'm, as you started speaking, I, I was on the impression you went out early in the morning and then got back to, it but it was actually the the inverse other yeah, other yeah. way you go you go at like night and then he dropped me off like whatever that night 
and it was obviously pitch black then and and then his buddy was there and his buddy got on the boat and with like a bunch of spinning rods and they were going back out to go fish probably like late <laughs> into the night you know because it's like yeah and it, it's like man as soon as it became night so like like i said we pull up to tankers and like he's like just cast along the like wall you know like when you fish a wall at a bridge or something and there's trout sipping flies right off the wall it was like that like he's like just cast this floating minnow like floats on the surface just cast it alongside and just strip along the boat i'm like okay and it was crazy because like the boat people are looking at you like the hell are you doing <laughs> and i was like yeah mm-hmm. i was like this is crazy anyways um i was like this is really gonna work and then boom i hooked a, a nice bass and it jumped out of the water and then spat the hook i was like no but it was cool to see it work and then later as it got darker the fish just like activated like i could see it could see we would go and like basically cast to lights on docks that were like illuminated oh yeah and just like in texas you know where you go to like when we fished like reds and you just see tons of sea trout like in the lights Mm -hmm. it was like that i'd cast and then you'd just see all these bass just following it and like swerving at the last second some would nip at it and spit it and i was like this is so crazy tons of them at night um and then yeah so i hooked a hooked a bunch i got like a little eight incher to the net um lost the big boys but it was it was a hell of a thing and definitely never fished that way before you know and and to fish in such an industrial feeling Mm -hmm. huge port you know it's kind of cool it's kind of a cool dude it's it was super cool um we got it's funny we got a message uh from one of our listeners after i posted those videos oh yeah and they were like uh you know we can do that here in hamilton oh yeah for for drum and right and uh carp right because there's freighters on like yeah the lake ontario i'm like okay Let's go do that. And then he sent me an old video of um, Ian, Colin, James, and and oh, Colin. Cool. Actually, there was a there's a new fly fisher episode where they're fishing near tankers for for drum. Oh, sick! And they were catching huge smallies too. I'm like, okay, I'm down. I mean, it makes sense, right? The fish just yeah see this floating yeah. thing kicking up yeah. bait, I guess, and they just yeah. like go under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could just kind of fish it with streamers alongside these boats. I mean, it's cool. A, it's cool because it's like there's a fishing spot and it's just a giant boat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like looking for bait balls or looking for birds. No, nah, you just look for the tanker. You know, <laughs> there will be fish. You know, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, we should do that. Lake Ontario tanker uh, carp fishing. That'd be that'd mm. be fun. It would be yeah. fun. But yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a thing, and uh, it's cool to see such a. He was like Yoshi was a huge fly angler. You know, like classic like you know when i got to the train station i was like man i don't know what he looks like and then eventually i saw a guy with a sims hat and a buff and like it's like, like oh, oh there okay. there he is <laughs> and yeah. he's like yeah he's looking at me like this the guy i'm like hi and he's like fish i'm like yeah he's like oh okay let's go. you're like <laughs> yeah i'm like <laughs> you have your podcast stuff for no reason yeah. um <laughs> but yeah the yeah. i mean it's a huge i mean culturally exporting like a lot yeah. Like fly fishing is huge in Japan. Like it's um they use that trope big in Japan, but um <laughs> you know Yeah. If you think about Tenkara, if you think about, you know, yeah. fly fishing in the mountains there, if you think about, you know, cherry salmon, cherry trout or you know yeah. heck, even fucking chums is big in Japan. That's true. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, they do love Oh, the nature in Japan. Like is the nature in Japan, like the Japanese unreal. culture and fly fishing is like Yeah. Well, and fish is such a huge part of like Japanese diet as well, right? So it's like makes sense that fishing would be big. Um, the nature in Japan is insane. I mean, obviously we've all seen photos. That's exactly what it's like. It's like crazy wow. beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's like 
it's just unbelievable. Like the cities are sick. Like Tokyo's wicked. Kyoto was insanely cool. But like you go to the country, you know, or in between cities or like we went to Hakone, which is like a little, it's almost like a, it's like a spa town almost, you know, cause they have the onsens there, like the hot mm, springs yeah, and they make <clears throat> cans, which is like traditional Japanese inns. And it's just like m- big mountains. You're near Fuji, crazy cool trees, crazy cool air, hot springs and shit. It's just like, it's just ruthlessly nice. <laughs> it's like, this is so beautiful. I didn't want to leave boys, but here I am back in Toronto. Where You're the, back in Toronto. Where the toilet Let's... seats are cold and so is the air. Okay. Uh, it's good. To have... <laughs> well, it's good to have you back um, because, you know, this comes out December 1st. Yeah. And if you're in the London area, Kitchener, Waterloo. Yep. Windsor, I don't care where the frig you live. Hell anywhere. Hell anywhere. But December 3rd, which is Sunday, we're screening the F3T with Esnagami Lodge at the Highland Cinema in London, Ontario. Boom. So, you know, Mitch, you... You know, it's sad that you had to leave Japan, but you came back for a good reason. That's right. To hang out with us. <laughs> tea in London. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Who's <laughs> driving? <laughs> I don't have my winter tires on. Somebody else needs to drive. I don't have mine on either. Well, it hasn't snowed, so I don't think it matters. <laughs> hey, when it gets um, cold, it matters. I think, we'll, I think we'll be good. I'll drive it, you, Yuma. It's, you want me to drive you? It's true, Aldo. Yeah, but Yuma, you got those fancy racing tires or whatever the hell yeah, you have on that stupid car. You have a race car. Yeah, you, you got a yeah, You car. have a race car. I'll I mean, pop. I can drive. I'll pop into it. Okay, yeah. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? A bub what? You're popping into it. Yeah, come on down. F3T London Highland Cinema this Sunday. It's going to be fun. December, yeah. We're doing it with Estangami Lodge, as you said, and... So we'll oh, a lot of bunch of people from the Forest Aaron, City Fly Aaron. Club will be there. So, you know, if, you, if you're not yep. a member of that fly fishing club and proceeds maybe you want to be. Proceeds from the raffle go to good causes. Oh, yeah. Like Ontario Streams, et yep. cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. And we got like a fucking ton of prizes. Ton of prizes. Yeah. Which is really cool. We've oh, got those sunglasses. I think some of the prizes are still in my storage. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. Yeah, definitely don't forget those. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget the prizes. <laughs> please. <laughs> I mean, I guess in the end of the day, we could always mail it to people, but still. Um, yeah, no, I'm stoked. I'm yeah. stoked to hang out in London and meet the London community. And yeah, yeah. Uh, tickets will be available at the door, but they're going to be a little bit cheaper if you buy them ahead of time. At driftoutfitters.com. <laughs> Which I think if you go to our site too. You can just click through and it takes you right so to, right to the ticket page. Sofly.ca. Sofly.ca. Get your tickets at Sofly.ca. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, or you can buy them at the door or buy Just buy them at the door. It's like a couple bucks more. So yeah, you know, um, we'll see you there and, uh, come one, come all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. what else boys? What else we got cooking up? I mean, it's uh, the end of it's, it's the end of the year. Adis and I were fishing on Saturday. Yeah, fishing Saturday. Yeah, with. Um, Are you gonna come? Yeah, where? Where's the? What's the plan? Uh, well, we're gonna do. Uh, I think we're gonna do the beep, beep, river. Yeah, beep, we're and uh, we're gonna do the big head and uh, um, yeah, the <laughs> and because uh, it's just so much. Many of us like we don't have enough boats. You know, yeah, spread out, walk and wade, have a little. Yeah, have a little. We'll fun. show Ben and his wife Molly around from Guidebook. I think uh, I'm down. Guidebook Guidebook Co. Ooh. Um. Yeah. And uh, then uh, they're staying in Collingwood, so maybe we should too, and have Ooh. a little bit of dinner with them. All right, because okay, so wait, that's Saturday, and then and then leave from London 
I go to London? From Collingwood. I don't know. Well, this is groovy thinking that's uh, percolating, boys. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to maybe wait till we stop recording to talk about this plan. Well, these plans are really shaping up. Uh, I yeah, yeah. What our listeners think? Anyone want to come <laughs> with us? Listeners, <laughs> what should we do? Should we sleep in Collingwood? <laughs> Imagine. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, those are really, uh, you know, Mitch, it's good to have you home and stoked to fish this weekend and stoked yeah. to... Yeah. Do the fly fishing film tour. Stoked to meet people from London and stoked that Austin came on the show because, like I said, we met him at the a the Confluence yeah. conference. Uh, he was sitting on a panel. I don't think we actually brought this up. He was sitting on a panel, uh, diversity inclusion panel that oh. uh, he was giving um, a presentation at, and oh. then we kind of just hit it off at the bar after. And he's just a cool dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. Super nice guy. That's good. I'm yeah. glad that you guys met. We could make that connection and do the show and. It's always nice when we meet people and we say things like, we should have you on the show or we should go fishing together and it happens in close succession. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I find if you just wait too long, shit just never happens. Never happens, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. I'm with you. Strike when the iron is hot. Strike when the iron's hot and and it's December now, so soon we'll have our end of the year live show, so tune into that. Um, Yeah, and and then it'll be uh, another year wrapped up, another fishy year wrapped up. Crazy. Yeah. It is. I can't believe it's December already. It's years really flown by. But um, yeah. Cool. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to go to sleep now. And um, all right. Love you. That's it for me, Mitch. Yelma. See you later. Aldo. Take care. And comb that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at sofly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.